God's beauty is shown in our ugliest moments. And that's what I call a masterpiece. Your next move be your best move. Oh God, that's for real like the Neptunes. Oh God, no ego. Because I gotta say God like the Migos. Oh God, it's the best move. If you ain't talking about that, God bless you. Oh God, like an ego. Because I gotta say God like the Migos. Famalam, Famalam, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? God made dirt back in the house, man. That's right. You ain't think we dropped, see? You ain't see the consistency coming, did you? You ain't think we was gonna be right back a week later, did you? Well, we back, man, with your boy. You know what I'm saying? You know it's the podcast where we have real conversations behind the curtain of religion. The stuff the church is too religious to talk about, and the world is too embarrassed. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna get into it with your boy, me. Marcel B the MC on God video. I'm plugging it every week. Bibacrat on the album on the way. You dig? And then we got the leading lady, BK in the house. What up, BK? Hey. And then we got the code breaker himself, Tarmel yeah. Daniel. And then we got, we got Money Mike with a special guest, Yara, special lady in his in his life. You dig? I almost said wife. I ain't, ain't there ain't no pressure. Um, hey, look man. here. So, so look, 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 man. So look. Last week, we did some catching up, right? New week. But like I told y'all, Money Mike was going to be joining us. I told y'all he was going to be back for this season. We That's that's just a must. He etched in stone, you did. So yeah. before we hop in, Money Measy, you know what I'm saying, Money Mike, you know, uh, let us know, man, what, what's been going on since the last season of GMD, man? Let us know what's up. Man, Last se- since last season, bro, back and forth from Sarasota, I uh, work for a theater out there, uh, predominantly black-owned theater. Um, that's what made me miss last episode, fellas. I was in, in the middle of a show. So, yeah, I've been back and forth from Orlando to Sarasota every week working on this show. Right now, we're in production for a Christmas show called Joyful Joyful. Fire. But in the midst of that, I'll be rehearsing for the next upcoming show, which is called Ruby. So, yeah, just playing drums, being, you know, the best man I know how to be. Those that don't know, that's fire, bro. Those that don't know, Mike is a beast on the drums. Like, I ain't talking about he, you know, he just good, can show up at you, you know, your, your neighborhood church, you know, with only about <laughs> I'm talking about a straight beast on the drums, you dig? Wow, and he also happened, he also happened to be one of the co-producers on a song called Bibacrat by your boy, Seamus Plug. But anyway, look. <laughs> So, um, man, that's dope, man. Again, we 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 glad to get the gang back together. Uh, shout out to Pastor B and Nice Media. Shout out Ambassador Ooh. Studios. Um, we're going to dive into it because I know y'all been waiting for GMD to do like a couples episode, right? Where we dive into and get to the nitty gritty of the couple thing, you dig? And we done brought Mike's better half on the show this time to get him right, get him tight, you dig? So we're going to hop in. And we just going to ask y'all some questions, man, because the people out there, they, you know, they want that take, especially during this pandemic, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be with the person you love a little more, you know, than usual, you know, in, in tight quarters. You did. So that could bring about some challenges. So, you know, we're going to dive into some questions, man. Um, uh, BK. So I do, I do. You know, I, I want to do one thing, though. What's that? What we didn't do is make sure we properly introduce y'all and let her kind of talk about. Who she is, what she do, what's her interest, long walks in the park, yada yada. yada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, go. Okay, great. So, <laughs> go. <laughs> um, Yara, um, I am also in entertainment uh, full-time. I'm a performer at the theme parks. Um, and that's pretty much all I do uh, is perform. I do stage manage a little bit for concerts and different things. Um, but that's pretty much my life. And that when you when you said you perform, you sing? Do you sing? Yes, I'm a singer. Okay. Singer actor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So I made my hobby my career. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. That's what's up. Congrats. <laughs> if y'all ever in Animal Kingdom go and see the Lion King show. Yeah. Boom. Nice. Nice. I love it. So, Yara, you know, I got another question. How long you been singing? Um, actually, I have been singing professionally since um, I was about 15. Uh, but ever since I was like four, my parents um, like really put me in the musical thing. Like, mm. I was in piano lessons. I was in ballet. I was, you know, singing in church too. Um, but yeah, so ever since like like four years old, then uh, for middle school I went to a school of the arts, and then from there um, it kind of just like opened up a lot of doors um, as far as like how far it could take you. Uh, as, wow. as in like traveling, uh, being classically trained, uh, learning theory stuff like that. And although my high school wasn't um, a school of the arts, I got into like musical theater, like the, the, the plays and stuff behind you know, all of that in high school. So, and then singing in groups like church and R&B groups and stuff since I was 16 outside of that. So it's been good, but yes. Nice. Now, one last one before we get into it. How did you meet Brother Mike? <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you, brother Mike. <laughs> um, I actually got asked to do uh, praise and worship at a church that um, I'm at um, I can't. I can't hear you that well. I don't know about everybody else. Can you hear me? No. No. Now. Yeah, it's better. Okay. Um. So. Last October, I got asked to sing at a church um, that, unbeknownst to me, uh, Michael was at, and I didn't know he was going to be at. I was actually there with some other friends um, when we were singing, and then one of the friends that was with me actually knew him. And so um, after we left, about a week later, um, my friend was like, hey, that drummer wanted to know if you were like single. And I had like sworn off musicians because I was like, I'm not doing that no more. Tell them no. Tell them I said no. Whatever it is, no. And um, he asked her for about three <laughs> weeks straight <laughs> about what I was doing. Was I single? Where's your friend? Stuff like that. <clears throat> and, um, and finally I was like, well, he's not getting my number, so tell him to write me on Facebook. And so uh, he wrote me on Facebook. And we started talking from there. That's not where we got our relationship, but that's kind of how we met. That's how it began. He stalked you. 
Right. That's a reach. <laughs> reach. <laughs> That's what's up. All right, so let's hop into some questions, man. And again, man, we definitely glad to have you on the show. Glad you could join us. You know, um, we'll be nice. I can't fully promise that, but, <laughs> but we gonna have some. We're gonna have some fun, BK. Um, you got got a question for Mike to ask? I do. So, did you guys start dating during the pandemic? Not at the peak of it. Not like when it was at it. What would you say that? Yeah. Not, not at when it was, you know, when we thought the world was going to end. Yeah. But no, it was, yeah, not at the not at the top of it, though. Hmm. But since it was during okay, the pandemic. So, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, BK. <laughs> no, I got a pandemic you question. You guys met during the pandemic, <laughs> right? So, so since you guys met during the pandemic and you guys met through church, did you find it like hard, like with the temptation of the whole thing being like church and stuff? I'm not going to assume that you guys are like abstaining, but you know, are you? No. Um, and to be quite honest, like church was like the farthest of uh, the equation. Now, it's important to us. Um, but after meeting in church, um, it was like a few months before we even went on our first date. And that was because Michael actually showed up to a gig I was doing, which was a R&B event that I do every Thursday. And, um, and so that's kind of like how it, that's, I want to say that's how it started, started. So by the time we went on our first date, not being in love in a relationship, like church is not really a part of the equation. While it is important to us, so the answer to are we abstaining, um, not currently. Hmm. I do have a follow-up. <laughs> Go ahead, BK. My follow-up follow is, do you find it... <laughs> Do you guys find it sometimes in your guys' relationship, not abstaining and, and knowing how you feel about God, that you want to abstain, that you guys kind of want to do it the other way? Or is it just kind of like, this is what we're doing. We're just going to proceed on this way and so, actually abstaining or your religious factor into that is not even a play on it. No. So for me, and I, I feel like she can agree with is that we just got our own rapport with God. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know, you know, and uh, Tarmel and Marcel and I, we talk about this often about, you know, certain things that's going to be an extra burden because you're doing certain things a different way than, you know, biblically. But, you know, like we're aware of those situations. I wouldn't even call them consequences because it's like, like I said before, we have our own relationship with God. Um, not We're not following nobody else's trend, but we go with what works for us. And if you know, we ever came and we woke up and said, hey, God told us to do it this way and she's in agreement, then we go with that. But for right, you know, as of right now, we're we're going with what works for us, not others. So, yeah. Well, thank you for That's your honesty and being transparent. Yeah, for transparency. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. and that's and that's and that's God made dirt, man. Again, for everybody that's watching, you know, the objective here is to remember that we're from the dirt and, and you know, People, we, we live different. Our walk with him is real. He's not a Bentley we pull out on Sundays. 
He's the Ford <laughs> right. truck that we rock with every day. You get you get what I'm saying? He's the pair of jeans. He ain't them nice suits y'all be wearing. Right. You know what I mean? So, word up. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so the opposite of perfection. Um, and nobody here is trying to walk in perfection. It's impossible. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, there's a this is a judgment-free zone, you dig? Um, now, my pandemic question. <laughs> Since y'all started dating during the pandemic, first date, did it make you a little extra germaphobe in how that other person was moving? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> at what point did y'all ask, hey, are you vaccinated? You know, did you catch COVID? You know, at what point, you know, because this COVID thing, you know, it makes you look at everybody with, you know, you can't even cough around a person uh, <laughs> nowadays, you know, without somebody saying COVID, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. So, <laughs> you know, um, did that just, you know, the views on it even, you know what I'm saying? Did that, well, do you feel like it was an extra dimension to dating because of this virus that's happening? Um, all in all, no, but I do have a funny story. It's not that funny, but um, so when we were going out, I would say so the first time we went out, we didn't really go out. I had went, I went to go see a show, and this was before I agreed to be in a relationship with him. And I had got my own hotel, and I was just like, I'm gonna stay here, you're gonna stay over there because I don't know you yet. But we went out, and I wondered, I was like, Hey, I got bad allergies, so like, I could sneeze on sight. And I just want to put that out there because, you know, COVID is running rampant. <laughs> the, first, the first time it happened, we actually went out to this bar um, just to, like, chop it up after the show. And I sneezed for a cough or something. So he goes out about uh, COVID. And I was like, <laughs> that's so rude. You know what I'm saying? Right. You already gave him the allergy disclaimer. Exactly. You never know, brother. Um, you never I know. also was very open upon our first day. I did tell him, I was like, hey, you know, at this time it's 2020. So I said July 2020, I did have COVID. Uh, COVID um, and I told him all the things. So that's so why I was like upfront about it. At this time, like vaccination talk wasn't really um, heavy. Uh, I'll say, even though like the top of this year, like it was like still faint, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So we didn't really say, hey, did you get vaccinated? Are you planning on getting vaccinated? Those questions didn't really come, honestly, until like the end of the summer this year between us. And by that time, we were already kind of established. Right. I didn't get vaccinated until my my job was threatened, to be honest. Like, you know, probably same. be honest. If my job went on the line, I wouldn't, have, you know, still wouldn't have got it. But yeah. Got you. But it's, it's, it's funny, though, that she told you about her having COVID last year early. It was almost as if, like, you know, the, the traditional way is like, you know, have you ever had any STDs? You know, like, <laughs> right. but, but now it's like, hey, I just want to let you know I had COVID three months ago. You know, I'm back. I'm back. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's like this world. That's crazy, man. Right. Like, it, it introduces a whole new dimension to it. Tarmel, man, what question you got, yeah. man? Yeah, well, so first, my short story is I'm married to a nurse. So uh, she bought COVID home to me. And uh, almost took me out, and I was doing all my all the social that. that I could possibly do, playing by the rules, trying to make sure, you know what I mean, washing my hands every five minutes, and here we go, <laughs> out of my control because of my significant. Yeah, I remember that. And she but, might um, have did that on purpose with you, Bucko. 
I don't I wouldn't, blame, I wouldn't blame her one bit. She saw that she saw that policy. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda dust him off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right over the fuck right. over. No, man. So um actually before I ask them this question, I actually want to ask you this question. And I, you know, I want them to answer the same question for Marcel, because you are an entertainer as well. Yeah. Um is it hard? How is the temptation? Like when you see somebody great, like when you see a, a, a woman or you know somebody attractive that is great at entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. And you know the goosebumps, right? Right. Like, is it hard for you not to be interested in that? Like, because because you know you're not married to an entertainer or somebody who's pursuing entertainment. Um, like, how do you deal with that? Like. Even when you work on some projects and somebody might be attractive that you writing for or producing and so on and so forth, like how do you how do you navigate that? Um, that's a great question. So I definitely think that uh, uh, dominance in your lane is attractive. Yep. You know, yeah. Um, just dominance, you know, because because to be dominant, you got to be extremely confident, and confidence is attractive. You know what I'm saying? Um, but my wife has so many entertaining traits that she just keeps private for her own reasons. You know, she has a lot of these things that I find attractive when it comes to someone who dominates in a lane. You know, like my wife is a hairstylist. She owns a hair salon. You know, she's done hair on a, on a set of Love and Hip Hop. Like that's dominance to me. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, yep. so it's when you kind of have that dominance at home, you know, you know, and then um, you also like, I don't want to sound cliche, but you make, you try to, you, you try your best to keep the promise to God more than anything. You know, I try to keep the promise to God more than my wife. If I, if I can do that and maintain that, then I can do that even when I'm mad at her, you know, even when she's not being so dominant, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so, um, you know, you just navigated as such, you know, combination of what you got at home and what you told God you would do even when it got tough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, uh, the commitment, right? Yeah. Yep. It's not, you know, it's not um, uh, comfort and convenience, but it's challenge, challenges and commitment. That's, that's where it's at, right? Yeah. Challenge yep. controversy is really, if you, can stick, that, you know, if you can stick to it, even when you don't like your spouse, um, then you can stick to it. Cause that's that's what's just gonna happen. There, there are times you just not gonna like each other. Like you are gonna look at this person like ah. <laughs> yeah. one of us better go get married. I don't like you. Yeah, I don't like you. I love you. But I love you. Yeah. yeah, but I don't like you right now. You know, and that's just the truth of it. So yeah, no doubt. Great answer, man. So now the lovely couple. Come on, let's talk about this. Now I know. I know <laughs> bring it in, bring it in. Now. Y'all out there doing your thing, man, in Central Florida, you know what I mean? And, you know, I call it the land of the beautiful people. That's why my wife, she keep me out of there. But <laughs> um, the end of the day, you out there, you working, you know what I mean? The the temptation is there, being around other folks. How do you handle it? How do you navigate? And how do you handle jealousy when it creeps into the relationship? Because that's natural, too. You want to go first? So, <laughs> um, for me, um, 
in this relationship, and I'm going to address the jealousy thing first. Uh, it's tough because um, the three of us, me, you, and Marcel have talked about it that, and you guys been part of cert certain, you know, my old relationships that I've always been the guy, the person in those relationships, you know? So it's like having somebody else in entertainment like me, it's a tough pill to swallow because I know how I was on the road or doing this and doing that. So it's like, if I was doing it, <laughs> like, Jesus, you know what I mean? So, and so that, that kind of stuff goes through your head a little bit. Um, well, a lot of bit in my case. Well, early in this, like, and I'm still trying to work on that right now. Fair. And, you know, I have relapses here and there. But, yeah, so it's tough. And as far as temptation, especially in the in the theater world, it's really none for me, I would say. Like, don't get me wrong. You you see, you know, beautiful people, you know, trotting around. But it's like when you, when you finally get to a place to where you have somebody that, like, you start doing that risk reward thing for it's like it's a no brainer like yeah she cute but it's like she ain't yard or she, you yeah. know yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's like compared or to that. when i was single or you know being a a, a douchebag back in the day it's like hey i hey, let's roll these dices you know now i don't even i don't even grab them you know what i'm saying so it's just a whole different outlook for for me great so <laughs> I'm having a hard time hearing you, Yara. I don't know. Make this a, Can you hear me? Yeah, I think so. Yes, you think you can? Yeah, we can I just hear want you. to make sure I'm talking loud enough. And it doesn't help that my voice is not really there today, but it's all right. Um, okay. So I'm going to try to talk up. Um, okay. Everything Michael said at the end, or my sentiments, um, I just wanted to add that um, I, too, am not in a position in my workplaces to where like there's anybody to be attracted to at least on my end um that's number one number two i work a lot um and number three um to go back to what he was saying for me it's just like i i'm at a point like especially when i made the decision to be in this relationship i was already like i had already sworn off relationships for a while right um just because like i done been through it all seen it all been through the jealousy musicians non-musicians and i was just like you know okay so who if i'm gonna be with this person like they gotta apply pressure and every time that we go through hard times i can remember the good parts about why we are together right um and that kind of like just deletes the temptation now there are attractive people, you know, I hang with my friends and, you know, we talk about people that are attractive, but nothing that, nothing that I feel like I would act on, you know, to come between what we've built here. So. So that's a great point. BK, hop in here on that. Is it okay to talk about, you know, <clears throat> other folks uh, with your friends different than you, like, like um if your spouse heard you they would be mad but they it, they it ain't none of their business though right <laughs> how, do feel, how you feel about having separate conversations with folks differently than you would around your spouse you know what i'm asking yeah um actually I, not only do 
I think it's logical. I think it's healthy too. Healthy, yeah. Because yeah. if you just keep internalizing that, eventually you're going to act out what keeps playing in your head. Right. Whereas if you just open your mouth up and say something to somebody that you could trust, they're going to run their mouth back to your spouse and just be free about it. Like, yo, homie was, oh my God. Like, if you could just <laughs> be able to do that, then it's like, you're not going to act on it. So I think that that is a good thing. I think that mm. that's a healthy thing. Mm. Do that. Bro, look like, BK, look like Girl. you had a few of those kind of conversations before. <laughs> oh, yeah. I stay having them type of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So, BK, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, T. No, I was, I was, I was actually going – I was going to say, actually, I agree with you. I think – um Sometimes you got to let your hair down, you know, sometimes you just got to uh, be, be normal, be human. Um, funny story is, you know, you know how it is, fellas, you can be somewhere, a woman walk by and whoa, you know, you get caught looking, right? So what I did was I started to, uh, I started to tell my wife, man, look, she got some big boobs. You know what I mean? And it was freeing. <laughs> Finesse. It was freeing. You know what I'm saying? It was like, man, my bad, babe. I just, you know what I'm saying? I start telling, we we start laughing about it. Like, yo, until, I'm going to be honest, like, a lot of times I don't even see it no more. Because mm. if we normalize just being human around each other. Mm. It's funny you brought it up, bro, because, like, in Sarasota, you know, like, the theater is literally, like, two blocks away from, like, a strip club. And I'd be joking with it, be like, yeah, babe, are we talking about hitting the strip club? And you like, yeah, have a good time. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to that. But no, it's like, and like, that's another thing that I appreciate about it is that, like, she makes it easy to talk to. Like, because let's be honest, like, Orlando's big, but it's small, you yep. know? So in entertainment, we know some of the same people, and she'll come up and be like, Babe, you knocked off, you smashed, and I'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> she asked, bro. It's like she straight up asked me, like, "Hey, you knocked off?" Like, sometimes it's yeah, sometimes it's no. Sometimes she'll automatically assume it. I'd be like, "No, get out of here." And she'd be like, "Hey, you know." So no, so that's one thing I love about it in this relationship that like she makes it okay to like, you know, open up, and she be like, "Hey." What happened before me ain't got nothing to do with me. So like, her thing is just don't have me out here blind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. that's the only thing she be on. Word up, word up. That's respect. Yeah. Now let me ask y'all this: Do y'all think it's easier to date somebody in the industry than it is to date somebody that's not? Not for me. No. Well, it's getting easier now, being that we're almost a year in. But okay. oh heck no, I'd rather date somebody a doctor, nurse, like, you know, but like being somebody in the same field as you, like, that's tough. And Marcel, Wait a minute. No, Why? No, 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 no. You miss what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, no. No, why though? Does that play on your insecurities or something? Like, why? Wow. No, so, again, like I said in the previous question. I was waiting that, for y'all to get real. Right, I, right. No, there it no, is. No, so, like I said in the previous conversation we just had is that I'm used to being the busy one or the one who's telling somebody I can't talk right now or not this week right, or right. like that's normally me. But, but that control some, level? Say it again. 
I said, so do you like that control level? It's is not that, that why you it's would just, rather I'm accustomed not to it. So it's, okay. it's hard to, it's, I've been a musician half of my life, probably more than half of my life. So it's like, knowing, being that person, it's kind of hard for me to go, all right, I have another person just as busy as me. So it's like, that's a tough pill to swallow because it's like, I'm the I'm on the receiving end of, hey, we may not be able to talk to tonight or, you know, I get I have an overnight rehearsal tonight or, you right. know, like that's normally right. me. So now it's like I find I have a woman in my life who I love, who's just as important in the music world, who's just as busy as me to where, bro, I be feeling I'm telling you, I be feeling like a house husband sometimes. Like, oh, I, I be oh, oh, this was funny about this is funny about you. You will feel like a house husband and be like out here in Michigan with me, mad that she can't talk. Right. Bro, I, oh, okay. Hey, let's, let's hey, brother. Hey, hey, can we there, are we actually going there? Yeah. Hey, bro. We're I, going there. Please, bro. Please. She on stage. Yeah. <laughs> we both got to her on stage. Yeah. <laughs> this is where you was at. Yo, we, we showed Mike, we showed Mike said, look, man, she on stage. He looked us dead in the face and said, hey. I'm not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> She's she gonna ask about phone. I bet that. Ask about phone. <laughs> okay, no, they open it up, so I'm about to talk. Okay, let me tell you something. Hey, don't forget the cold <laughs> word, all right? Whatever. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> what I'm saying is, yes, it was hard for him. As of last week, it probably was still hard for him. And mm. not saying he hasn't gotten better. What I'm saying is it is a growing pain that we are constantly overcoming. Now, I love Michael from my soul, but let's be real. This man mm -hmm. over here really be like, I don't understand. Like, you can't step out and call me? No, I cannot. But I'm being honest with you. You know what I'm saying? He just really could not see it. But I, um, what I said all that to say that um, I heard something that a lot of times you get with a reflection of yourself. Mm. And I told Michael this like earlier in our relationship that I laugh sometimes because I used to be the girl in the relationship that was begging for this guy to like, you know, treat me right or give me attention, not treat me right, but give me the attention that I long for. And although I'm pretty open with Michael about my lifestyle and my job and stuff like that, I laugh at him and I'm just like, dang, like, I used to be like that. But what changed me is, you know, obviously experience, but naturally I do have like good, some good friends, but I'm kind of a loner. And prior to this relationship, I had spent a lot of time by myself because my last long-term relationship ended um, the end of 2017. And it took me a long time to get out of that and to spend time with myself to figure out what it is that I needed to learn from that situation about myself that was um, making me insecure in the situation that I was previously in mm -hmm. at the time. And so it took me three years, three years, you know what I'm saying, to get wow. to a place where I took myself out on dates, I read some books, I dived into my career. I figured out how to make myself better because I knew that if I was going to be with the next person who I was hoping would be my husband, I wanted to make sure that I was so secure in myself that I wouldn't have to beg for 
certain things that I should be securing myself. You get what I'm saying? That makes sure. sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. that's kind of like um, where I'm at with it, and not saying like you know he's a he's phenomenal to me. Like, don't get me wrong, like he's phenomenal to me. But these we jump through hurdles literally daily because he's not used to having a reflection of himself. Oh wow, so. that's dope. Yeah, that's deep. That's Let me deep. ask y'all this then. So, um, <clears throat> said y'all almost to the year mark, right? <clears throat> and um. You know, so that means if you've been in relationships before, they didn't work out. How do you keep the, I don't want to say failure, because not everything's a failure just because it ended. But how do you keep the, the relationships that didn't work? How do you keep those and the impact? Um, I know you say, Yara, it took you like three years to even get back out there and try. But how do you still keep the impact of those relationships out? Or is some of that brought along with you? Like, how do you keep that out? So for me, and to be honest, some things like if she do something that happened to me prior to her, it do like, you know, I kind of not like I take it out on her, but not like aggressively. I just point it out be like, all right, last person who did that, this is was, here's what the end result was. And I know it's not healthy to do, but it's like that's just me not um, knowing or teaching myself how to mentally get over it which is why like you know now i'm doing counseling just overall counseling not just for our relationship no. but just for me as a man you know nice um so yeah like, um so yeah like i do point that out and i'd be like and i would say for me it's not more so previous relationships it's just, it's more of how i used to be like and the three of us the guys have taught is like i don't want her to be my karma for how i used to be you know, like fall in love with this woman, marry a, you know, white picket fence and only for me to be hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't want my, you know, my past to be today's karma for me. That's, that's wow. more so where I'm at with it, with this relationship at times. Gotcha. What about you, Yara? I don't really, um, I can honest to God say that the issues that I experienced previously haven't come up in this relationship, thank God. Um, and I don't anticipate it either because that's just a whole other situation. Definitely got to worry about certain things. Um, we've talked about it, um, but for the sake of other people's privacy, I'm not going to talk about it. So We don't have to drop names, but no, we can... No, no, no. Okay. Um, but what I'm saying is those issues have not come up and I, I, have, I have not had a moment in this relationship where I have felt insecure because I, in working on myself, I feel like I'm very open in what I say. I'm very mm -hmm. direct. And sometimes it hurts my good feelings with how direct I am. And I come back and I have to say that, hey, I'm sorry for the way I said it, but I meant what I said type thing. For the record, guys, <laughs> I'm a thug, all right? So um, let's clear that up, all right? Wow, really? Um, okay. All right. So. <laughs> You get my drift. So um, I will say, like, for me, I don't really worry about, like, what my past relationships bring to this relationship because I spend a lot of time alone. So. Mm. Got you. Mm. Nice. So, that, so that's helped, huh? Spending time alone kind of, yeah, in a way, it made, it, made you, yeah. it made you whole again. <laughs> kind of. I'm not perfect. Yeah. But I also, like, Michael, he, can, he don't understand it, but 
I still like to go out by myself sometimes. I don't always hang out with my friends and I don't really get a lot of time alone in stillness and quiet because we're around people every day, you know, yeah. for a living. And sometimes I just want to sit at the bar by myself. Mm. Um, yeah, and you so just did. That I just cheesecake did it literally last week. Had a, yeah. He was like, what are you doing? I said, oh, I decided to sit at cheesecake and have a salad and a drink or something like that. Um, but that's just, you know, what I need to provide. Yeah, no, that's dope. I was just saying on um, I was on another podcast where I was just saying like it, it's it's that time, right? It's that time of the year. I think where we all need to just kind of sit down and reflect. Usually, usually, I'm on the let's go, let's go, let's get it in, right? But I think right. we need to shut the year down and sit down. You know what I mean? And just really think about alone. That was the that's what triggered me to think about that mm. is alone. You know what I'm saying? Like even when you bring it back, like I'm going to bring it back to my wife once I sit down and just think about think about what's next. Think about what I'm going to accomplish internally, man, because I do think it's a lot of um, strength and healthiness and just being by yourself for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then come back. Yeah. Let God feel into you. Let him yeah. download. And, and what's crazy, bro, that's tough for me. And um, Marcel and I talked about this all the time. It's like, he used to be like, bro, sometimes you just might need to be by yourself for a minute. Give yourself a break from everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, he used to tell me that all the time, but it's like, I'm I'm the oldest of six. I come from a big family, you know, like, it's kind of tough. Like, like I used to look at her crazy, like, wait, you go to the movies by yourself? Like, <laughs> that's weird, bro. Like, to me, that's weird. Like, Why is that on my bucket list, though? That's on my bucket list. Seriously. Bro, you ain't done that yet? Never done it, ever. Never in my life done it. Never. I'm man, telling him to be by himself, and I don't know how to do it. I've done it Christmas Day, man. I went and saw the, uh, what was that Eddie Murphy and Beyonce movie? Uh, Fighting Temptation? Dream Girls? Uh, no, Dream, Dream Girls. Girls. That was the last time I did it. I was wow. in the old, too. I was, wow. no, I was at uh, Sanford, the Sanford uh, Theater. Wow. That's Jamie Foxx, not Eddie Murphy. He was in there, too. Eddie Wasn't Murphy he? was they in both, there, too? Yeah, no. I used to look what? at people and be like, they sit, they eat this big old dinner by themselves at a a five star restaurant. I'm like, y'all crazy. Spend the top dollar on yourself. That's dope. That's it's, it's funny you said this is the time of the year to sit down. I think if you think about it, if you're planning to have a focus for 2022, that takes about 30 days to develop that focus. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we're talking about a focus for a whole year. Now it's gonna be some progression, and that might change up. But to seriously plan for an entire year, I think thirty days is 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 a is a, is a you know a sufficient amount of time to, to be able to sit down, you know. Um, BK, I do got a question yeah. for you. Um, West Coast, right? Grew up in the Midwest, but you're on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You find it? Is the dating different? In the Midwest, than it is absolutely okay. (laughs) Look what you did. It is trash. Is what? It is trash, trash, trash. It's trash. Would not recommend. Ten out of ten. However, um, what I have noticed is giving me time to actually realize I will not settle. I will not settle. I will not compromise who I am. Done too much of that in the dating field and i realized when the pandemic hit 
it was kind of like my mind switch, like my, my mind frame just switched. And when that happened and I got back to being, I would say like the old carefree live in that moment type me, I have had the best dating experiences during the, the pandemic. Mm. No, they weren't relationships that lasted, but they were good and they were good, solid dates. And when it came to an end, it was, even if it wasn't amicable, it was still peaceful. It wasn't a whole bunch of drama or anything. It was just right. me being able to tell them like, this doesn't work and it's okay. It just means that I'm not the woman that God has planned for you. So if you think I'm so great, just imagine what he has for you and vice versa. So it's just coming along. And it's like, I think I was telling you guys last week that I started dating this guy, him and I've been dating for almost two months now. And he's like, to me, a spirit recycled and stuff because hmm. he reminds me of my college boyfriend, like when oh, I yeah. first started college and how he used to treat me. Only difference is now I'm ready for it. So now I can appreciate it. Now I can kind of take hold of that and just kind of respect it. But then also he's not American. So, and he's what is not he? from California. What is he? He's African. He's Nigerian. Okay. So that's Prince a whole Archie. different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Got his own money and everything. <laughs> but he, like, the communication is different. And I think it's because I set a boundary. Like, a couple weeks ago, we had probably one of our first, I would say, arguments. Because one of my disclaimers in dating is I tell men, like, I'm not going to argue. Like, you and I are not going to argue. If you can't sit down and have a conversation with me, like, we would normally have a conversation when you're heated then I'm not for you because I will walk away. And that's just because of past experiences that I put myself into. And I felt like God had a conversation with me that was like, you keep picking certain things for yourself. That's mm -hmm. not good. Now let me pick things for you that I feel are good. And so when I let my guard completely down and just focus solely on me, he started bringing me men in my life that just respected me at a level that I started respecting myself at. So California, I've told people for plenty of years, it should be a country all within itself because <laughs> the morals and how things are, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of slack from California people. Believe me, I love it out here because of the scenery, but the people, no, no, no. So no, let me ask, let me ask you. Hold on, B. Hey, hold on. Time out. Time out. <laughs> you just said dating out there was trash, but you just met this spiritual recycle. She also there, said right? he's not from there neither. I know, but he lives out there, right? Yeah, for almost three years. Yes, but what what I'm saying is maybe 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 California's not trash as far as dating. Maybe it was the mindset you had, right? Because you, you just gave us all ah. kind of changes that you made. You change 
pandemic hit, you change your mind state. God told you you was picking stuff for you, and then a switch turn. You've been dating, you dating me going great in the pandemic, like, and but you started with it's trash. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I receive that. I reject everything I just said, and I'm going to receive that because that was a completely different mind mindset than I had correction. before. You know what? I actually like that. I accept the correction. So we thank you. So we got we got no two cold breakers on your nine. Two cold yeah. breakers at least. <laughs> right. See, he was actively listening, and I was just talking. I like that. You got me. Cause I was waiting for all the evidence that it was trash, and <laughs> I thought we was gonna run into some those, you know, some funny stories. But you just proceeded, uh, you know, you was I walking in the rain and you saw a unicorn, story. like, like you know, it was a majestic unicorn in the middle of the night, and you know, B- BK about to get us canceled already. Yeah, that was dope, man. That's Listen, I think. I'm so, not so, about to sit over so, here and bother y'all with the stories. That's so a whole I, you know, other episode in itself. I heard her differently. What I heard her, what I heard her saying is, you know, it took her longer to get where she was going there than it would have took in the Midwest because, you know, people rock right. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I see what he did there too. You know what I mean? And so, like, you know, I, I get it. I get it. Now, now, dating in the context means multiple. Boom, 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 boom. Right. So, you know, it took her. 20 dating 20 people to get one good one that's that's a bad ratio but he's gonna find a way to put detroit in there some kind of way bro i tell you right it's either that or to let you wear the only right i'm talking about you literally literally wearing the hat it's a nice hat it is a nice hat and we 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 went three malls to get you that hat too we did we sure did we did did. man so um man we could talk about this all day and i think i think and i'm you know i don't want to speak for everybody but y'all are so dope man we're gonna have to have her back for another episode i don't know when but this was fire and you know we could talk about relationships all day um but we don't want to take too much of the people time um before we got here i do want to shout out the bibocrat society um and it's great that we got yara and mike on today because you know bibocrat society so bibocrat society is a society it's a network of people that work in music ministry or aspire to right where we are bringing together folks in music ministry across the world you know like-minded folks that are you know into tech into you know kingdom music but you know regular everyday folks as well you know exchange ideas common you know common ideas those type of things the bibocrat society is for that um we you see us rocking the t-shirts um we all got them They've been designed by Tarmel. He killed this design for us. This yes, is called sir. our Ice Blue. Our yeah. Ice Blue collection is super fire. Uh, make sure you hit up Bibocrats.com to sign up and uh, join the society, man. Again, um, it's not based on color, not based on creed, not based on gender. Any of those things is strictly kingdom and people who aspire to be, build bridges when there's opposition. You dig? We are focused on unity when it comes to the society. Um, also hit up ambassadorstudios.com um, and, and hit them up, hit us up, hit us up, not hit them up, hit us up um, for all your podcast needs, recording studio, um, all those. We want to help uh, take entrepreneurs and their ideas and expand their reach across their customer base. You dig? Um, and, you know, any any other bills we got to pay? BK, I know you always got something going on. Tell the people what you got going on. You got to bless them, too. 
Well, I got Bea Dort still in the mix. She's still running strong, doing her thing. That's my own personal body care line. So you guys can find that at beadored.com. Instagram at beadored. No, now beadored. Excuse me. Now beadored on Instagram and now beadored.com for the website. Make sure y'all check her out. For sure. Beer gang, beer gang, beer gang. They got something for the fellas too. You know, we got to get our skin tight and right to dig. And if you are in Central Florida, really all over the world, because they so talented, um, and you're looking for somebody to book for your singing needs, you need somebody on the drums, you need stage management, studio management, hosting, um, like hosting, all that, man. And, and, you know, especially in the Central Florida area, but they, like I said, they are a power couple that's worldwide. They global with it, you dig. So you make sure y'all hit them up on Instagram. Hit them with y'all socials. Let them know, man. Um, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Yara Yara Boo three nineteen. That's Y A R A B O O three one nine. Facebook Yara Boo. Uh, for me, Instagram is Hello underscore World underscore nineteen eighty three. Uh, Facebook is uh, Michael Polo Bear. Yeah. So you can't forget the Chief Geek um, himself, Tarmel. What's your yep. socials? How can people reach you, man? Because, you know, you're a lot just of the brain trust behind this, man. How can he hit man, you? Man, just track down ambassadors. That's it. Ambassador yes, Chief. sir. So, and, and for all Hold these, y'all look down fact, in that description down fact, below. Go ahead. Hold on. Matter of fact, yeah. if y'all got a dope idea out there for a podcast, let's talk about it, all right? Because the way we do it is we sit down, we help you with the framework, we write together. We laugh together. Sometimes we disagree together. But that's dope. That's all part of the process. If you want a real team to help you with your next concept, holler at us. Pull up. Ambassadorstudios.com. For sure. Hit the description. Hit like and subscribe on the video. In the description, I'm putting everybody's socials, everybody's website. So you yep. ain't got to worry about rewinding it. But if you do rewind it, go to the very beginning. Don't like start like, you know, a couple minutes back. Go to the very beginning to start this whole episode over. Just watch the whole thing. We got to get our timing up. But anyway, um, make sure y'all hit us up, man. And, uh, you know, we'll be back next week. And as yep. usual, GMD is all on us. I know. I know. Peace.